Thanks for tuning in to The Rally on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, professional wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. What is good? What is happening, everybody? It's your boy, Ferris Mothana, and welcome to another great episode of The Rally. I am back, and I am ready to learn about tennis, and we are talking Wimbledon, baby. The all-whites. The, not, because, not because they're all-white. It's just that they're, they, they have to wear all-white. That's not what I mean. I'm sorry. It's not... It's not the way, it's not, okay, I it's thought predominantly I, white, by the predominantly way. Predominantly white. Uh, damn it. I was thinking of like New Zealand's all blacks, like because they have yeah. to wear an all black, and then like in, in Wimbledon, you're supposed to wear all white. So, well, you know, because you know, you, t- you know, back in the day, you, you wore all white, then you broke for teas and crumpets, and you drank tea and crumpets, and then you went back to play some tennis. That's that's, that's how Wimbledon started, by the way. I just want to point that out. Shout, 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 you know, shout out to the British for creating that. But yes, I am back. I am Ferris Milana. What with me is always, it is the amazing, wonderful, great, gracious, stupendous words. I don't know anymore. Adelia Chamberlain. Adelia, how are you? That was quite the introduction. Thanks yes. for that, Ferris. Yeah. Uh, good to be back talking tennis. Absolutely. I did the, I did the Roland Garros recap all by myself. <laughs> yeah, you did. We, um, we unfortunately, we, um, I couldn't watch Roland Garros because I, uh, before I realized it, I didn't know, before I realized Roland Garros was on, I realized I didn't, I di- couldn't watch it because I don't have NBC Sports or the Tennis Channel. So I realized, dang. So I, I ended up finding, I finally got Tennis Channel at the end of Roland Garros. I was very upset, but I couldn't watch the entirely, so I couldn't be on any of those shows. But I have been watching Wimbledon. I have been watching certain matches because, you know, they are on while I'm awake and during and that I can catch them very, very, very beginningly, and it's phenomenal. I've watched a couple. I watched the Serena Williams Harmony Tan match. I've watched um, Andy Murray versus that one dude, and then Andy Murray versus that other dude that Andy Murray lost to. I don't remember their names. They're not that important. He lost to John Isner. He lost to John Isner. That dude. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, John Isner. Wimbledon legend John Isner. Uh, and then John Isner lost I, to Yannick Sinner. I think Wimbledon legend is a stretch. He's, he's legendary uh, there for reasons that don't involve winning it. Uh, that it doesn't matter. Like a, a legend, you can be a legend and not win stuff. Adelia, Nick Carrios, he's a legend. <laughs> he won nothing. He has won nothing. I I think people would very much get angry about the fact that you just called Nick Carrios a legend, but <laughs> yeah, you know Pete Sampras, okay. You know, if you're, no, if, you're, if, you're if you if you're an avid viewer of the rally, you know my love for Pete Sampras and his great eyebrows. Um, phenomenal eyebrows, by the way. Uh, very bushy, love it. Very trimmed and full. Those those eyebrows of Pete Sampras. Uh, but we're not talking about Pete Sampras. It is Wimbledon 2022. We're gonna be talking about a couple of matches. Uh, a couple of matches that we wanted to highlight of this last week. Because let's be real, most of these um, Wimbledon. Let's talk about it. 
you know, uh, for lack of better words, is pointless. Literally. <laughs> it's literally pointless. Like literally the, pointless this year. Yeah, the rank the rankings mean nothing. You know, you're not gonna get any um ranking points to move up the ranking, but it is meaningful still because at the end of the day, whoever wins this award is still the 2022 Wimbledon champion. That still goes on your resume. You are still a major champion. You still get that on your record. That adds to your tally. May not you may not move up. Like let's say if Stefano Sissipas, unfortunately he lost, but if he won Wimbledon, he probably would have been the number one player in the world because you know with all the points and the stuff and you know that happens right. That that can happen right from four it's to like, one. I don't I don't know if it would have necessarily happened because I don't know quite the points in the rankings right now, but oh, okay. it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. You know, yeah, but unfortunately, you know, that wouldn't have happened with Wimbledon. And by the way, says best lost uh, to said legend, Nick Kyrgios. Uh, um, but still. Oh, we'll be talking about that match. We in. will be talking about that match in a few, but we want to highlight uh, two, two matches prior to that. Uh, yeah, but like, let's, we want to, we want to, we, we don't want to bore y'all with every match because let's be real. Even, even avid tennis fans don't care about most matches in a tournament because. They're people they don't care about. You know what I mean? They just, just don't. Let's be real. Like, people only watch matches that they care about, you know? And that's what There's happens. There's 128 first-round matches between the men's and the women's draw. And that's exactly. just the first round. Like, exactly. You cannot watch every match, even though every match is available here in America on ESPN+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, you cannot, like, it would take you months to watch Wimbledon if you watched every match. So. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I don't want to like I don't want to be disrespectful, but like, no one cared about Carolina Garcia versus Zhang Shuan. I'm sorry, no one did. Like, let's not be disrespectful. I don't want to disrespect these women, but the level of interest in it dies down because you're like, who's Caroline Garcia? By the way, Caroline Garcia played very well. Playing very well. I think she plays today against um, Marina Buskova. 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 Yeah, said her name right. Said her name right. I'm saying a lot of these names right nowadays. But enough of my dad. Garcia beat Mar- uh, Emma Raducanu. Emma, exactly. Exactly. Caroline Garcia beat Emma Raducanu, U.S. Open champion, British, British people's hope for a major championship on the women's side. They haven't won one since the 70s, I believe. Was it the 80s? 70s or the 80s? The 70s. Like, they haven't won one since the 70s. You know how big Andy Murray's victory? And he ain't even British. He's actually Irish, by the way. I just want to point that out. Andy Murray is Scottish. He's British. He's Scottish. He's Scottish? He's Scottish. Oh. Yeah, but he's not English. There's he's different. not English. Yeah. He's British. Raducanu is English. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I mean. Raducanu is English. But enough of my diatribe about Britain and England and Scotland. Um, or which is Britain and Scotland and England are Britain. Okay, let's just talk about Harmony Tan beating Serena Williams. Yes, yes. Harmony Tan beats Serena Williams. Adelia, when you were watching this match, did you feel like Serena Williams was a little bit slow? Yes. Kind of, kind of, kind of rusty. I believe. I think she only played doubles in Eastbourne, so I believe this was Serena's first singles match since having to retire mm-hmm. at Wimbledon last year. So in a year, this was her first singles match. And you could tell that this was not the match that she wanted to have. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, there were so many people I saw on Twitter 
penciling in fourth round Serena versus Coco, which I think was the matchup. Mm-hmm. And instead of Serena versus Coco, we're getting Harmony Tan, who beat Serena, and Amanda Anisimova, who beat Coco on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Serena, honestly, would have gotten through to that match the way she looked in this match. She looked... She... I think it will be interesting to see if we see Serena come back and play again. I think she might try to play in New York, but I don't know. And it'll be like Serena's done this before where you think she might be done. And then she comes back the next year and makes the final of something or something. But um, I would be surprised, honestly, if we see her go deep in a slam again, she just did not look like she was all there. And one of the reasons that this uh, her serve, like she had a healthy first serve percentage, sixty six percent, but she only hit five aces in that entire three set match, and two of those sets were seven five, and then a tie break. Mm-hmm. That's very unserena like. Serena has the best serve that women's tennis has ever seen. She hits aces on somebody like Harmony Tan pretty easily most of the time and she was not hitting aces at all so i i was surprised to see her lose especially after winning the second set 6-1 but harmony tan played the best match i'd ever seen harmony tan play and she's made it through to the fourth round now harmony tan has Mm -hmm. so Adelia, is it on the men's side or the women's side where, no, I think it's on the men's side, right? Where it's like everyone but Rafa and. Yeah, that's that's in the men's side. We'll talk about yeah, that. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, okay, good. I just want to make sure. Oh, yeah, man, it's, it's a bunch of, uh, but I think on the, I think the only person left who's actually won Wimbledon on the women's side is Simona Halep, right? I think so. Let me look at the draw. You keep talking. Yeah, because because I believe I believe it's only Simone Halep left. And when I was watching this match, right, I, I missed the first set, so I I missed um, that one. And then apparently in the it was it was a there was yes, a twenty Simona. minute yeah it was a it was a twenty minute second game of the second set was longer than any of the sets. You know, of, it was I longer than any, one of the sets from Angelique Kerber's first round match. Yeah, like one of the games was twenty minutes. That's yeah. like wild, like. You know, and then like you can clearly see like Serena was kind of injured. You uh, see, she had she had like I I, I did, like I found out later. I thought that was eye black, but it was really, you know, um, uh, kinesio tape. Kinesio tape. Yeah, because apparently like she had the sinus pain or some issue with her sinuses or, you know, I don't know, like you know, so like she was she was impaired somehow. I'm not. I'm not yeah, giving when an I excuse, turned, when I turned that but, match you know, on, I saw the impaired. tape on Serena's face. I was like, what is this? But then after the the match, you know, it got revealed that, that it's something to do with our sinuses, and I was like, "That's I'd never seen that before." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it just felt like everything Tan wanted, she got. You know what I mean? It it was a pretty close match too. It wasn't like you know like Tan like blue or what? It wasn't like Simone Halep. You know what I mean? Where Simone Halep was like, "Oh, hey, Serena, bye, yeah. Serena." You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like that. It was like Tan had to fight for it. You know what I mean? And Serena didn't Serena didn't give it to her, you know. I just think, you know, she she's she hasn't been playing tennis in like a year and a half, right? It was like a year and a half. A year. Yeah, a year. And the first thing she is like like 
she's still rusty. She still needs to get into a groove. This was her very first. She didn't have any warm-up one-on-ones, you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, I'm at like a random tournament playing a one-on-one to see if I can, like, do like, no, your warm-up is the first round of Wimbledon on the national stage, and your match is going to be on center court on ESPN regular, you know, big ESPN. Like, that's your warm-up, you know what I mean? And yeah, I, and, and she's kind of Serena used to be able to do that though. Serena used to be able to just show up at a tournament, hadn't played in months, and just work her way into a tournament. And she just can't do that anymore. And I think that's no. one of the reasons why she played doubles at Eastbourne the week before, one of the warm-up tournaments. And but it clearly didn't help oh, really. No, no, it didn't. And playing doubles and playing singles is completely different. Like doubles, Very is like, different. like I'm like I'm like you know be like it's not, it's like sex thing. Oh yeah, um, I learned how to hold my breath by eating Cheetos. Yeah, it makes no sense. Like that, no. like because like the court is wider. You have another person to worry about. Singles, it's you. Court is shrunk into the inner lines, not the outer lines. It's the inner lines, and you know what? You're it's all you. It's you by yourself. That's it. You're the one running up and down the court, left and right, up and down. You know, you know, it's not like oh, you get a section, I get a section, and we just we just flow back and forth between sections. It's not how that works. So you know, that's all I say. And I, you know, and you know, good on Harmony Tan. Like you know what, you know, sometimes when these happen, the person who like beats the legend tends to like fizzle out like in like the second round. Yeah. Or, like they, they they win like an or they win like their second round match and then they lose. She makes it to the fourth round. You know. Against um, um, Amanda Anisimova, unfortunately, I will not be rooting for Harmony 10 because, you know, I am, you know, an American. Uh, speaking of Americans, four men on the men's side, still in. Just want to point that out. Uh, the Americans love uh, Wimbledon. Shout out to Pete Sampras. Um, Pete Sampras. Why do I keep... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I just love Pete Sampras. I just, I love, Pete I love Sampras Sam- is, like, always going to come up on this show. <laughs> Dang right, he is. Pete Sampras won Wimbledon seven times, I think. So yes, yes, he he actually she held he held the record until some guy named Roger Federer came along and won it eight times. Yeah, not cool, Roger. Not cool. How dare you? But Harmony Tan uh, went from beating Serena, who even though Serena was unseeded, is still Serena, to beating Sarah Sarivas Tormo, who was uh, the thirty second seed. So she's mm-hmm. been a seeded player in the second round. Then she beat Katie Bolter, who had upset Carolina Pliskova, who was last year's finalist mm-hmm. in in the previous round. And now she's got Anna Samova, who's the last American woman left in the draw. And it will be very interesting. I like I have no idea what to expect out of that match. So yeah, how many times can win? Would I, would I be sad? Yes, but she can win. I, like it's not, I it's not Anna Samova should win that match, but Harmony Tan could definitely win that match given mm-hmm. the way that she's playing. Exactly. Like literally, like, I mean, I'm trying to look up this draw real quick. Yeah, we got Alizé Cornet. Oh, what a gangster that Alizé Cornet is. We got Alizé Cornet. We got Halep left. We got Anna Samova, Harmony 10, Caroline Garcia. That like, Paula Bedosa, Simona Halep match is my most anticipated match in the next round. Yeah, That's going to yeah. be great. Apparently, Paula Bedosa, fourth overall in the world. Yeah, you know, we only she have took a bit of a today two-time yeah. Wimbledon champ. So we only how many? How many? Let me let me tell you, one, two, three, four, five, six. Only six ranked competitors left, and the top two seeds are not here. They're out. Only three and four are left. So there's that. 
three yeah. three being who's three no no not three three being um uh owns owns jabber owns jabber tunisia hey she's tunisian yes so she's probably muslim she she is muslim yes Yes. And, uh, you know what? I got, um, I got someone else. I got somebody else. With with Ish Fiontech losing today, Anj Jabur is my favorite to win the tournament. Now, will she win the tournament? It remains to be seen. But yeah. she's my favorite to win the tournament. Yeah. Well, now um, let's, uh, let's move on to to Igas Fiontech and that phenomenal streak of thirty seven matches in a row, the longest in women's tennis, I believe. Since I think did they specify it was in the women's tennis or overall yeah. tennis? It's in women's tennis. I women's tennis. Women's tennis since the 90s. Since, actually, since 1990. Since there hasn't been a streak as long as hers. She, unfortunately, came to a screeching halt because Miss Alizé Cornet, unranked, decided to show up and spoil the party. Adelia, when you were watching this match, what were you going through? Because, I unfortunately, I missed this match, so I'm going off of what you were saying. Did, did Iga have a, a bad day? Or did Alizé just play perfectly? This was not close. I mean, the scoreline to me is closer than the match was, which I I believe I missed it in the notes. But it's six four six two, I believe, was the scoreline for Alizé yeah. Cornet. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, Alizé Cornet beats a world number one at Wimbledon again. This usually is Serena that she does this to, beating a world number one at a Slam. She's done that a couple of times. Um, Alize Cornet beats Iga Swiatek and ends the streak. And I think that really surprised a lot of people. Um, there hasn't really been a whole bunch about Alize's game so far this season that let, made me think, oh, she's the one that's going to upset uh, Iga. Um, but this was not close, especially that second set. That second set was not close. Um, Alize was in complete control. Iga did not look comfortable on the grass. She didn't look great in her first two matches. Mm -hmm. And she, so like I could, could have seen her losing at this tournament, but she just spent since February finding a way to win every match. Mm -hmm. So to see the streak finally end was, was surprising. Um, She won 65% of her first serves. Then she won 62% of her second serves. Uh, She broke uh, Iga Five out of six times during break points. Yeah. Um, she had Iga actually beat her on winners 21 to 6. But 16. here's 16. But here it is right here, Delia. Alizé, seven unforced errors. Yeah. She played a really Iga, clean match. 33. Yeah. So I think I think I personally think Iga gave this one away. When when the discrepancy between unforced errors is that massive. Yeah. One player was just. When the discrepancy yeah. is that massive, but the person who had the fewer unforced errors doesn't have a massive winner's count, it was definitely yeah. the unforced errors that, that were the, the, the difference. Mm-hmm. But Iga just didn't look like Iga has for the past five months today. Here's the thing, too. Here's the thing, too. Her, her 37 match win streak, right, was on hard court and clay, right? Yeah. That's what it was mostly, right? It was hard court and clay. That's what makes grass so mesmerizing, I guess, can you say? Or special or just different. It makes people this is what happens to them. On grass, they're like, like, what is this? They're like, what is grass? The grass freaks them out, I guess. 
I mean, has, has, has it happened a lot? It does freak some people out. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Um, if you are much more comfortable on the clay, which Iga is, uh, she's a two-time Roland Garros champ now, Iga. Mm -hmm. um, the grass courts are not something that are easy to play on, especially right after the clay courts. Mm -hmm. When you only have like three weeks build up to Wimbledon. That's why Rafa doesn't have a lot of Wimbledons on his belt. Rafa's won Wimbledon twice, but twice, that's that's only twice. Mm -hmm. And um, he worked his ass off to win Wimbledon. And Ego can get there. I have no doubt mm -hmm. that Ego is good enough to one day win Wimbledon. She just doesn't get more comfortable on the the surface. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think she took. I'm not. I'm not entirely certain what Ego's schedule was leading up to Wimbledon, but I think she probably took a couple weeks off after Roland Garros. And um, then played a grass court tournament. If she did it all, I don't know if she did. And then played Wimbledon. And she was not comfortable. And she's still very young, Iga. I think she's 20, 21, something like yeah. that. I think she is. So, I think she's only 21, I think. Yeah. So she has plenty of time to get better on the grass and win a, a Wimbledon. But, she's 21? Yeah. She's 21. She's so good at that age. Um, that but doesn't that happen a lot, Adelia, in, in, in women's tennis? There's a lot of young upstarts who like win a lot and then like disappear. It used to be that way. It used to be the, the teenagers won the slams. And then as you got older, your chances diminished. But it's sort of become now that when you hit like your, your like mid-20s, is really more of when you start to start winning things. Like, it, I don't remember... What happened? What do you think? Why do you think that? I think that the, the, the women got stronger, and these uh, teenagers have to sort of grow into their bodies a little more and gain their strength a little more. Like, I believe Emma Raducanu... Like, proper weight, weight training. training. Yeah. Weight training, stuff like that. I believe that Emma Raducanu was the first teenager to win a Grand Slam in a while when she won the U.S. Open last year. Because it's sort of been, probably actually since Ego won it as in, she would have been 19, I guess, in 2020. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, she won the Roland Garros, and so I guess since then. But before Ego, I think it might have been a minute since a teenager had won a slam and it just had become this thing where the they started trending older and part of it was serena was dominating and you know like they want to be like serena they're like they oh wanted, she yeah she like she does proper training and she like does physio and weight training and she runs she doesn't just do like well, calisthenics like she does proper like training yeah, proper training, yeah. but also I think that there's a part of it where it's they just need that experience. Because mm -hmm. it used to be that they could come in with all the enthusiasm in the world and just blow people off the court because they were playing a slightly different style than the older players. But as mm -hmm. everyone sort of evolved into this sort of modern power and finesse game where you have to not just blow people off the court. Like one of the reasons uh, Maria Sharapova won Wimbledon as a 17 year old is because she could just blow people off the court. And there are still don't women. Even, that don't even do give that. me started. Don't even give me started on that woman. Don't, don't even give me started. I'm just, on that I'm just saying that's one of the reasons why that happened. Let me tell you something about Maria Sharapova. Let me oh, tell you boy. something. Let me tell you something about Maria Sharapova. 
If y'all ever hear someone ever say that Maria Sharapova is Serena Williams' greatest rival, I will no, slap you in your face. Okay? <laughs> you want to talk about the biggest media fake job in history is when tennis people tried to pit them against each other when you'd be like, this rivalry. It isn't a rivalry when Serena's 23 and 1. It isn't. Yeah, it was. It was not a rivalry. It like they I don't want to call. Lot, I don't. I don't want to call Maria Sharapova overrated. I'm not going to say she's that. not overrated. She's not she's overrated. She's won the career slam. Yes, but she ain't in the. She ain't. She ain't in the same stratosphere as Marina Navratilova, Christy Everett, or Serena Williams. Like, miss me with that nonsense. You know no, why? Because people are like, she was tall, she was white, she was beautiful. She was what people think the paragon of beauty was, and they pushed her. That's why she made so much money off the court than on the court. Because on the court, she was losing left and right. Serena Williams. Off the court, she was making more money than Serena. Why? Because she was more marketable to everybody. All right, that's my random Maria Sharapova. <laughs> I don't hate Maria Sharapova. I think she's fine. But don't. Like that, her name irritates me because I love Serena so goddamn much. Maria Sharapova will always amuse me that she won the French Open because she used to describe herself as like a cow on ice on clay. That was her own description of herself. She she a cow on ice when she played on clay, and then she ended up winning the French Open. So you can improve and evolve and and get better, which I think is something that that and still be doing, still be third fiddle. <laughs> Let's move on. I, sorry, I don't know. you can trash Maria Sharapova <laughs> anymore. Uh, by the way, the second fiddle is Venus Williams. Um, so yeah, um, Nick Carrios versus <laughs> Stefano Sitsvas. I love no, here's the thing, I love tennis, but I like I like look, I love it. It's I've 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 gotten more to like love it. Like I've really gotten to like love tennis, but like I, I I use my brain and like my brain is like a football brain. My football brain is like, yo, talk shit, talk shit, talk shit. <laughs> so even, like I talk smack even when my team suck. Like I'm a Giants fan and my team's horrible. And I still can't not, not talk shit. It, it is what it is. But now highlight of the week. It is the Greek God himself, Stefano Sitsipas. I gotta give him a better nickname than that. That's just well, that's what most a lot of people call him. So. Really? Really? Yeah. Did you see this? A lot of people on Twitter do refer to him as the Greek god because he's yeah. like the only real like Greek player, men's player that's been at this level before. Is he the one? Is he one that I made? I made the rant about how like he's gonna create an entire generation of Greek tennis players. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, he's the one, the Greek god himself. But unfortunately, the Greek god was murdered by a titan in his own right. Nick Kyrgios. It's a lot of mythology. An Australian of Greek heritage, Nick Kyrgios. Ironically. Aha! Is it? Um, yes. It's funny because two of the really young, uh, the special Ks that we discussed a lot during the Australian Open uh, shows, uh, Kyrgios and Kokonakis, both of Greek origin. Their parents are immigrants. Um, well, but, but, but Kokonakis also... is, anyways. Yeah. Um, this match was fucking insane. Did you see any of it? I I watched the the the, the 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 last bits, the last bits. Okay, I know that I put stats in the notes, but like the stats kind of don't fully matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, the winners and unforced errors were pretty similar. Curios had a better ser- serving percentage, but the 
the points won once they get the serve in were fairly similar. Mm-hmm. The, 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 they both served very well. They both got point pe- uh, got code violations like it was nuts. Um, the tiebreak that Kyrgios played to win the match in the fourth set was incredible. If you watch nothing else of this match, and just this match is, is over break. three hours long, just watch the fourth set tiebreak. It's great. Um, but this match did have everything. <laughs> It. This is by far the most dramatic match I've seen so far at the um, at Wimbledon. Uh, Kyrgios, I think, has been a little bit on edge ever since his first round match. Somebody in the crowd uh, was verbally abusing him during that match. He had the fan removed. He sort of feels like this happens to him a lot. That like people go there specifically to berate him. He like mm-hmm. takes this like like everyone against him kind of mentality into matches because he is, you know, like has this assumption. And a lot of the times he's been right because there have been people in the crowd that get to him by heckling him in not great ways. Cause he's mentioned before that it's been racially motivated. He says this one on Tuesday was not, but um, he went into this match today and he's, he, handled the crowd well he handled that aspect of it well and i have this weird thing with nick Carrios where he is one of the most talented players on tour he just doesn't care it's not that he doesn't care it's that he will pick on things during a match that aren't what the focus should be mm-hmm. but i kind of am with him on parts of today yeah because 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 what what i'm what, what i actually didn't research what happened right so i missed the part where he tried to get him defaulted i missed that part so i went back and i looked at it this pass smacks the ball into the stands and yeah. and he almost waxed somebody and that's illegal you cannot do that and if you hit it's, someone you do get defaulted and you get kicked out Yes, he and should, from, yo, the, also, from, oh, yeah. from the Sorry, way Kyrgios was talking in the post-match, I think Kyrgios thought that the ball had hit the female spectator. Yeah. It didn't from yeah. the camera angles and stuff that you could see. He was very, very frustrated with the uh, supervisor and the umpires and the yeah. for not defaulting uh, pass for that. He's kind of a hypocrite for it because he's done similar things to what pass did. Uh, spit on someone like three before. days ago. He spat at, in the direction of the fan that was verbally abusing him during his his first show. Oh, uh, he didn't, I, 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 he didn't I, 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 spit I, I, on the fan. I, I, <laughs> but, I, okay, I, I, good. I let that go then. It's fine. Yeah. Um. He uh, sits pass hit a ball into the stands, barely missed the female spectator. Uh. Curious won the second set and then proceeded to argue with the chair umpire and the um, supervisor. Supervisor. At one point, he could be heard calling the supervisor a disgrace for not defaulting Sitsipas. Um, he at one point uh, was quoted as uh, saying, What are you talking about, bro? Bring out more supervisors. I'm not done. Bring them all out. I don't care. I'm not playing till we get to the bottom of this. You can't hit a ball into the crowd and hit someone and not get defaulted. Like I said, I think he was under the impression that the ball actually had hit the spectator. Mm-hmm. Um, since the pass had gone off court after the second... Was he about to set. cry? Here's the thing. 
Sitsipas comes back on court. Kyrgios is still very upset that Sitsipas has not been defaulted. And it, uh, uh, he, um, Kyrgios just keeps talking to the umpire and talking to the umpire and talking to the umpire. And um, Sitsipas eventually goes over to Damien Dumasois, who was the chair umpire today, and was just like, he can't keep doing this. Even though Kyrgios was technically not doing anything wrong. He said... He, he dropped an F-bomb, well, several of them actually, in the middle of all his comments, and he got a code violation for audible obscenity. That was Kyrgios' code violation. He did not get another code violation after that. He got the warning, and that was that. Um, Sitsipas got a ball abuse code violation, and then he then got another ball abuse code violation. Um, he sent a shot very hard into the the back wall and he admitted in the press conference afterwards that he was aiming for curious and missed he um he then hit he one did straight dr- to his chest though he did hit he him did drill him eventually he did really hard uh drill him eventually but at one point Sitsipas had gone up to the chair empire and it did sort of appear that he was very affected and by the fact that Kyrgios would not let go of this fact that he thought Sitsipas should have been defaulted. Um, amazingly, there was a handshake after this match. It was very contentious. And uh, the cameras, however, right when it was time for the handshake, cut to the crowd. So you couldn't tell at first if there was a handshake because they didn't show it. But they did show it briefly in a replay um, after the match was over. Um, and then the quotes after from the post-match are just incredible. Um, I saw, uh, you know, you think they're incredible, deal, but I just think that, you know, Seven Spanish is kind of a, kind of a soft ass. You know what I mean? Like, it, just I have like, a problem with that. I have a problem with what Kyrgios said about him being soft too. What do you mean? Um, well, here, Sitsipas, uh, quotes from Sitsipas. It's constant bullying. That's what he does. He bullies the opponents. He was probably a bully at school himself. I don't like bullies. I don't like people that put other people down. He has some good traits in his character as well. But when he, he also has a very evil side to him, which if it's exposed, it can really do a lot of harm and ha- and bad to the people around him. I don't think Kyrgios did anything bad to anybody around him today. I think he no. was not necessarily the most professional person continuing he never ranting is. on. He literally but he never, never is. is. That's not Kyrgios. You can't expect Nick Kyrgios yeah. to just let something like what he perceived to be a missed default go. Uh, since the past continued, why would you be talking while you're playing? It makes no sense. Every single point that I played today, I feel like there was something going on on the other side of the net. That's his way of manipulating the opponent and making you feel distracted in a way. There is no other player that does this. There is no other player that is so upset and frustrated all the time with something. I really hope all of us players can come up with something to, and make this a cleaner version of our sport, have this kind of behavior not tolerated. He also said, I didn't hit any people. It hit the wall. Thank God. It's my responsibility for sure. But there was also something that created that behavior that I'm not used to seeing my myself. He got to Sitsipas with all of this today. Yeah. And he and Sitsipas is like mad that like, like, oh, like, oh, like he's, he's passing the buck. Like, no, just admit he got to you. You failed. End of discussion. You yes. know, because Nick Kyrgios does this to everybody. And some people crush him, and some people lose to him. You're one of the losers. You lost. Move on with it. You know what I mean? Yes. Constant bullying. Con- like, he's trying to distract me. He's trying to, 
Yeah, he's trying to get you off your game, bro. He doesn't want you to be focused. He because 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 he's not focused. So he's trying to get you focused. If Nick Kyrgios was an extremely focused individual, hell bent on winning majors. If if Nick Kyrgios was an extremely focused individual, he would have won something by now. Exactly. But he isn't because he's just there to have fun. He's 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 a you know what he is? He's a frat boy tennis player. I'm here to have yes. fun, chill some beers, make some money, fuck some up. Oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> let me rephrase that. Uh, <laughs> let, let, let me just move on. You know, exactly let's move like, on. Let's yeah, move like, on. Like, like, um, yeah, like Stefano Sispas was like trying to give me like all these excuses. These are all excuses of how you failed. You came up short. He got yes. in your head. You allowed him to get in your head. This bu- he, the, bullied, the, he bullies he bullies the, the opponents. The calling Nick Kyrgios a bully, I think, was made no sense because reading on the Kyrgios's quotes that I had, um, I feel great. I don't know what he's like. The circus was all him today. I actually felt great. I feel great physically now. I'm ready to go again if I need to play again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I just think he's making that match about me. Like he's got some serious issues. Like serious. I'm good in the locker room. I've got many friends, just to let you know. I'm actually one of the most liked. I'm set. He's not liked. Let's just put that there. So anyways, no, I'm good. I feel good. I'm not sure how I was able to bully someone in the third round of Wimbledon. I was just playing tennis. He was the one hitting balls at me. He was the one that hit a spectator. He was the one that smacked it out of the stadium. I didn't do anything. To come in here and say I bullied him, that's just soft. That's my problem. We're not cut from the same cloth. If he's affected by that today, then that's what's holding him back because someone can just do that and that's going to throw him off his game like that. I just think it's soft. I don't have a problem with anything he said except for the fact that he used the word soft. That doesn't make him soft. That makes him different. And him using the word soft goes back to the conversation I was having about toxic masculinity with him in the special case at Wimbledon where it's just they think they run everything and they don't. And I don't think Sissipas should have said that Nick was being a bully today because I don't think Nick was being a bully today. Like, there is a legitimate issue going on in this sport, and we've talked about this. Yesterday or the day, I don't remember. It's, it's, what is time? Who cares? It's 2.37 a.m. Sunday morning right now. Hey, man, don't admit that. Like, I'm admitting that. Okay. Um, We had a conversation, we've had conversations in the Indian Wells Miami recap that we did about how they're hitting balls towards the back and they're narrowly missing lines people they're narrowly missing ball kids you know they're tossing their rackets and it can hit somebody this is an issue that needs to be addressed and so him going ballistic over this whole thing with what sits past did with the ball and almost hitting someone today that's an actual legitimate issue that i'm kind of glad he brought up and like but he's right about that He's right about that. He yeah. should have been defaulted for that because I don't care that it didn't hit the this woman. You cannot hit a ball into the stands the way that he did. Like somebody is going to get hurt someday and then it's going to become a massive issue because they haven't addressed it by saying, you know what, this is unacceptable now and putting an end to it by penalizing these people. That being said, Stefano Tsitsipas and Nick Kyrgios are very, very different individuals. And that's incredibly obvious. Sitsipas has always been very introspective and and not an extraordinarily fiery individual the way that Kyrios is. That does not make him soft. Yeah. 
No, and my thing, my thing is this idea. My, like, here's the thing. Like, when when I use the word soft, right, it comes from a perspective of like you allowed this man to get in your head. You know what I mean? You allowed him. You know, because in football, when someone says that to me, you're like, yo, you allowed this man to beat you. You you allowed him to take you out. Like that's that's from my. I can't. I, I fully understand where you're coming from. And you know what? I fully agree with you because you know, like we were talking about what happened in a in a. Was it Acapulco? It's an Acapulco, right? Acapulco. Was Acapulco? Was Acapulco? It was the Miami Open, where like they're like getting in the face of linesmen, smashing rackets. Zverev almost hurt someone with his racket. You know what I mean? Zverev you know, almost actually hit a, a chair empire with his racket. Would have been yeah. on the foot, but that doesn't matter. It's still hitting the chair empire with your exactly. racket. And yeah, Zverev like, has a suspended sentence and a fine that will mean absolutely nothing to someone like Alexander Zverev for that. Yeah. And, so, like, I think, I, and in this thing where it's like, oh, I'm I'm beloved in the locker room. He's the one no one likes. Oh, it's probably because you're loud, obnoxious, and probably buy beers for everybody. And he's probably just off into the corner reading his book. This doesn't mean he's a bad guy. It means people don't want to, because you know, here's the thing with people, right? No one wants to talk to the silent person. You know what I mean? No one wants to re- like no one wants to talk to the stranger. Everyone always wants to talk to the loud person in the room that allows people to talk to them. Like he's like the the like I've been like I'm gonna be rich. I've been both. I've been the guy in the corner reading a book, leave me alone. And I've been the guy that walks into like yo, everything's on me. Like I've been I've been both, and I've seen the dichotomy between two people. I've seen it. Seven was the best mate. Could be a wonderful person. Could be the greatest person we've ever met in our entire life. But I think people don't know that because he's very, I think, like you said, he's very reserved, quiet to himself. He keeps to himself. He's not very, you know, he's not very fiery. And I think I'm, I am disappointed in him because he allowed Nick Kyrgios to get him, to get him. He, 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 he didn't, he, he was hitting, he was hitting him with balls. Like, that's not what, like, that's not like, like, like you said, does that, that's not, doesn't seem like Stefano Sispas. What is he doing? Like, this is not you. Like, what are you doing? Stop it. You know what I mean? You allow this man. He did let yeah. Kyrgios get in his exactly. head. Exactly. And that's one of the things that Kyrgios does best on a tennis court is get in his opponent's head. He's a exactly. master at it. And another one last quote I had for from Kyrgios was, apart from me just going back and forth to the umpire for a bit, I did nothing towards Stefanos today that was disrespectful. I agree with that statement. Yes. Like, I yes. watched that whole, like, match. Like, I agree with that statement. I don't think Nick... Was disrespectful towards Stefanos. Now, he's disrespectful to the chair umpire, and he was disrespectful to the supervisor by telling them they were disgraces. Mm-hmm. But, like, the crowds love him. Yeah, the media doesn't. Like, there, there are a portion of tennis fans that don't, and I completely understand that. Like, I have a love hate relationship with Nick Kyrgios because I, I don't like the guy as a player. I don't like the guy. I love him as a player, but I don't like him very much. And it goes back to the, and it goes back to his behavior. He's had constant incident, incident after incident after incident yeah. in his career. I personally think he's a massive waste of talent, and I hate those people who like have a bunch of talent and just like don't use it properly. Those people irritate me. And honestly, I've never really liked that. I use, I called him a legend earlier, ironically, cause he's not, he's legitly just a rando guy. When Nick Kyrgios retires, he won't be remembered at all. No one, and they'll, they'll probably remember him for being a, a massive tool. 
Nick Kyrgios so will be remembered as this generation's John McEnroe. Whoa, whoa, Except whoa, he doesn't whoa, win anything. Well, yeah, you better watch yourself, ma'am. Okay. No, no, I'm John serious. McEnroe. I'm serious. No, 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 no. You're not, you're not going to disrespect John McEnroe. Okay? I'm not disrespecting John right. McEnroe because John McEnroe focused himself and won stuff. Damn right. But he also got defaulted from matches. That's also and he true. Yelled and screamed, and there's a reason As... why everyone hears the phrase "You cannot be serious" and thinks of John McEnroe. It's because he yelled it. You all cannot the time. be serious. You cannot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love John McEnroe. I'm, I love John I'm McEnroe. But like John McEnroe and his brother were, were were on commentary. Like McEnroe was on the the Nadal match, which was also a little interesting towards the end, and uh, from a behavior standpoint. And um, like McEnroe sitting there going like he can't do this when McEnroe was doing shit like this is hypocritical to me. It's and true. And Patrick it's McEnroe telling on the broadcast today saying things like uh Sitsipas needs to go yell in Kyrgios's face to get serious like that's not going to be something Sitsipas is going to do either and that would not help the situation like this was just a car crash of a situation surrounding a really 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 good match this was a very high quality match and the problem that matches. happens with Nick Kyrgios is that okay. we never talk about the actual tennis. But the hey man, great matches always have great controversy. A lot of that's movement. not true. Okay, good point. I'm just, I was trying to, I was trying to defend the match. It's a great match. <laughs> it was a great match. It was a very high quality match. It was exactly the kind of match that I thought this was going to be, though. Because at the end of the day, we're not talking about the match. We're talking about about this. Well, it doesn't really matter. Nick Kyrgios is going to lose to the American Brandon Nakashima. All right. Brandon Nakashima is going to Brandon Nakashima is going to get blown off the court. Hey, you don't put a bet on it? Let's put a bet on it. Nick Kyrgios is one of the top 15 grass court players in the world. Yeah. So, going with the American. All right, Ferris is going with the American. I think Nick Kyrgios will win that match. Of course, it will be so Nick Kyrgios to go out there and lose to Brandon Nakashima in the fourth round. Damn, exactly, exactly, <laughs> Adelia. That's what's gonna happen. He's gonna, he's gonna choke. He's gonna choke. I don't think he's gonna choke against Brandon Nakashima. And I think the re, the he's going to be. He seems in Nick Kyrgios has told like the press at Wimbledon he's in a better place. He said he was in a very bad place after the Australian Open earlier this year. And i that's one of the things that I honestly, like, it's one of the reasons why I like Nick Kyrgios. He's actually open about the fact that he struggles. Like, so many of these people hold it together and they hire a sports psychologist and they just, you know, they deal with it quietly. But, like, Nick Kyrgios uses the platform that he has, whether you like that he has the platform or not, to be like, hey, I'm not okay all of the time. And that really means a lot to someone like me. Yeah. Okay. Well, but, I, no, I understand that, Adelia, but like, but you're a piece of shit all the time. Like, when have I ever seen him be a nice person? Like, I've well, never seen him be a nice seen person. That. Like, I yeah. have. You have. I've been watching him longer. Really? Yes. Oh well. He is not always like this. He has moments. <laughs> There's moments where I love him. Like that match against, uh, against uh, uh, Gail Monfils, that match was awesome. Like, that was great. Nick Kyrgios is one of the most entertaining tennis players there is. And whether 
the hardcore tennis fans like it or not, he brings in casual fans because it's always something. And he's doing something you, like hitting an underarm serve. We had some of those today. Are you are you changing my mind on Nick Kyrgios? Is that what you're doing? I think you're doing that right now. I don't think he's a piece of shit. I think he has issues, and I think he needs to be better behaved on court. And I think he needs to focus. And but like, I think, I think piece of shit is strong. Yeah, piece of shit is a strong. I mean, like he does not. Alexander yes, Zverev. He does not have domestic violence allegations against him. Yeah. He just berates people on court, which is not a great look, but it's not the worst yeah. thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brendan Nakashima's buddy is ass hand to him. I just, I just looked up his stats. He ain't very good. It's not, it's not, not that he's not very good. It's that he's just not at Kyrgios's level, especially on a grass court, and especially when Kyrgios played the way he played today. Because yeah. I can't state it enough. He was phenomenal today. You know what? I think I've changed my mind on Nick Kyrgios. It's a great conversation about Nick Kyrgios. Shout out to Nick Kyrgios. You know what? Now I want Nick Kyrgios to win Wimbledon. Nick Kyrgios. Um, Wait, no. You know, forget it. Now Rafa Nadal's still there. Not forget it. Yeah, nah. Nick Kyrgios is a potential semifinal opponent for Rafa Nadal. Um, yeah. Yeah. If he beats Brandon Nakashima, he'll play either Christian Guerin, who is Chilean, and I don't quite know how he's made it to the fourth round of the of Wimbledon on a grass court, or, or, or his Alex Demonor, the yeah. other Aussie, who, quite frankly, Kyrgios is more talented than and should beat. Yeah, I think I think I think it's, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be Rafa versus Taylor Fritz, and then I, I think so, Rafa. yeah. Then it's gonna be Rafa beating Taylor Fritz. I'm sorry, my my American nationalism only goes only takes me so far. It, it tends to end when Rafa Nadal plays the match. Rafa versus Taylor Fritz in the quarters would be a rematch of the Indian Wells final from this year. Um, Fritz beat Rafa, but Rafa was Ooh. playing with a stress fracture in his rib. Oh yeah, okay. Well, he yeah. does not have that anymore. Exactly, and I think you know what I want to see. You know what I want to see Alcaraz Rafa in the final. Alcaraz um, would have to get past Djokovic. Yeah, so? Well, first, let's be real. First, Alcaraz has to get past Yannick Sinner, which is That's not going to be easy. That's true. Where's Where's Alex Spopasha, the Canadian what? guy? What? I don't know how to say his last name. The Canadian dude? Alex? Alex? You mean Felix Ojeh-Aliassime? No, 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 no. The other guy, Alex. The other guy. Dennis Shapovalov? Oh, Dennis. His name's Dennis. Okay. Huh. It's like, who is Alex? <laughs> um, the Canadians were all out by the second round. Damn. Yeah. It God. was not, not good. Hey, I, I, only brought, I only brought up the Canadians because of our two Canadian friends, uh, Ryan and Snark. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan has already said that he's done with Wimbledon because all the Canadians <laughs> are already out. Um, Losers. Four Americans. Four. 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 There's, there's four American men in the... Fourth round for the first time since 1999. Like we said earlier, the lone American woman left is Amanda Anisimova. There's also uh, four Australians in not it's three men and and Isla Tom Tomjanovic who have made it to the fourth round at Wimbledon for the first time since 1999 as well. All right, all right. Now let's move on. I think we're going up. I think we're going to be uh, wrapping up. Let's let's talk little little tidbits and little notes. We got a little random tidbits. Um. Uh, like we said, there's four American men, Fritz, Paul, uh, Tifo, and Nakashima for, in the fourth round for the first time since 1999. The lone American woman, 
Amanda Anisimova. Um, uh, we have a bunch of people who unfortunately had to drop out of the tournament due to COVID. Uh, last yeah. year's runner-up, uh, Matteo Berrettini. Ha, Matteo, Matteo. Yeah, poor Matteo Berrettini tested positive for COVID right before yeah, the tournament. And if started, you're a, a long-time listener of the rally, you would know that I kept calling him Mario Berrettini, <laughs> um, which I'm so sorry. Uh, same thing with Marion uh, Cilic. Marion Cilic, who was a semi-finalist at Roland Garros, so it really sucks that he had to. Yeah. Roberto withdraw. Batista Agu uh, tested positive. Uh, Herberto Hercaz. Hubert Hercaz. Uh, Hubert Hercaz uh, lost in round one, which means the last six winners of the Wimbledon warm-up tournament, not named Rafa, have, no. No, no, have no. lost. Have lost in the first round. It's, no, Roger, 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 Roger. Roger. The, Roger. The last six people to win Hala, the tournament in Hala, Hala. Um, that are not, not named, named Roger, Roger Federer, have lost won Hala round. like 82 times. I'm joking, but a lot um, yes. have lost in the first round. Uh, the opening day attendance was the lowest first day attendance, excluding last year's COVID restricted events. Yes, absolutely. Since 2007, there was only 36,000 people there. Capacity is like 42. So um, that was interesting. Yeah. yeah um, um, apparently, we have some defaultness happening. Uh, Richard Gasquet, he hit four du- du- double defaults in a game today to get broken when serving for the set against. Botic van de Zonskop? Something like that. I Something don't know good. how to say it. That's a BZ great name. is how I call him. That's a I great can't name. say his name. That is a great name. A He's, great Dutch. Name. He's Dutch. He's so. Dutch. That is a great name. Uh, there's only two um, um, British people left, man and woman each. We have uh, Cameron Norrie and Heather Watson. You know, So the, the, uh, the British faithful have those two people to root for. Uh, and more American news, John Isner. Set the world record in aces struck in his third round loss in Yannick Sinner. He is now at 13,748 aces and counting. Good job on you, John Sinner. You're good at one thing. Good job. Good job. He is very good at hitting aces. Yes. Sure. Uh, out of the 16 men left in the draw, uh, David Goffin and Nick Kyrgios are former quarterfinalists. Nadal and Djokovic are former winners. The other 12 have never reached the fourth round. So, you know what? It could be the field or Rafa or Joker. We could it, it could be a new winner or the same old, same old, like we always get Rafa Joker in the final with Joker probably winning it because grass is Joker's Joker. Playground. Joker, by the way, did confirm before the start of this tournament that he is still unvaccinated and that he was taking Wimbledon that much more seriously because he knows it will be the last uh slam he plays this year. Yeah, and I talk a lot of smack about Novak Djokovic. I do not like the man. Uh, I just, I don't, but let's call a spade a spade. He is 1A to 1B to Rafa Nadal in the moment in the world, but also too, he could be 1 overall because of the age discrepancy. Like Rafa is 37. Okay. Let's not act like Rafa's a spring chicken. Okay. This isn't 25 year old, 30 year old Rafa Nadal. It's not what we're talking about. This isn't Rafa Nadal pre four knee surgeries. Okay. You know, this is Rafa post three years where he has to play a different game to preserve his body because, you know, you need your knees in tennis. You're going back and forth, up and down. It's a lot of stress on the knees. And you know what? Like, love him or hate him, Novak Djokovic is pretty damn good at this tennis game. And he's 30. I think, is he 30 or he's 32? He's 35. He's 35. Two years younger than Rafa. What? Yeah. 
Okay, he's not even that. He's not even that young. I thought he was no, young. He, no, he's. They're all but, at the at the end of yeah, their careers. But but here's the thing too. He doesn't have the same injuries as Rafa. There's the difference. Like the 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 the, the cat like not catastrophic, but like major injuries. Probably you know I don't know if you know I don't know Djokovic's full injury history, but he's never had like four major knee surgeries. You know what I mean? No, not knee surgeries. He had a pretty massive elbow issue for a long yeah. time. Oh well, that's pretty that's, that's serious too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but like but Novak Djokovic, like, but he's the thing about Novak Djokovic. When I was watching on Sports Center, is unlike unlike Roger and and uh, the beloved Rafa Nadal, he doesn't have a single major where it's overwhelmingly in their favor. Like the twenty-two of Rafa's majors, thirteen. All right, the French Open. Yeah, 13. but the twenty or some, the twenty majors that Djokovic has won, he's won like nine Australian Opens. Uh, yeah, but like the other three, he's won eight each. That doesn't add up to twenty. That doesn't add up either. Okay, time out. No, but like, but like, it's not like it's not like a big description where it's like thirteen clay and two Wimbledon, if you know what I mean. Well, like, he's only won the French Open twice, Djokovic. Really? Yeah. Yo man, these people. Yo man, the way they promote these people, it's like they they they, they dominate every single major. They, these people have horrible major it's, stats. It's, it, it, well, that's not true because winning Roland Garros twice is still very very good. Yeah. But um, when Rob is fourteen times. times, fourteen times, yeah, yeah. So that's fourteen of the twenty-two. So that's eight between the other three. He's won the U.S. Open four times. He's won Wimbledon twice, and he's won uh, Australia. That's fine. Okay, whatever. All right. So, see, I'm learning, guys. I'm learning. I'm learning. I don't know all the facts, but I'm learning. Yeah, so, but, but then Roger has 20, right? Roger has 20. Roger and Novak both have 20. Okay. Okay. So, but then Roger has like what? Eight? Eight or nine what? Wimbledon? Let me look up the stats. He's definitely won Wimbledon at least seven times. I think it's eight. Yeah, because he owns the record. He beat Pete Sampras' record. <laughs> Yeah, should we have like a, a Pete Sampras count on this damn show? <laughs> Ferris said Ferris about a Pete Sampras eight times on this episode. Roger has uh, won. Yo, man, hardcore tennis fans probably hate my guts. And that's why this show doesn't get a lot of plays on the audio feed. <laughs> like, you get this man out of here. He has he doesn't know tennis. He keeps bringing up Pete Sampras. <laughs> Screw him. I prefer Andre Agassi. Rogers won the Australian Open six times. Mm-hmm. The French Open once. He's horrible on clay. He's not horrible on clay. He's just only won it once. Um, he's won the US yeah. Open five times and Wimbledon eight. His is the most balanced, I think. Yeah, his is the most well. Except he's got the one French like Open. One. Like that's not that balanced, it is one. Actually, yeah, I mean, Rafa's is probably the most balanced. Yeah, Rafa at least has. Well, no, I Rafa think has Novak, two of no? each of them. Novak has two of each of them, but Rafa's got fourteen. Roland Garros. <laughs> this is That's the thing crazy. where I say you have to start taking into account things other than just the majors when it mm. comes to who's the best out of them. Uh, it's because pretty. Rafa... It's guys, guys. Rafa Nadal's the greatest tennis player of all time. You know why? Very simple reason. It's one reason and one reason only. Like this is my go-to end-all, be-all for any conversation I ever is. 
he used his weak hand. He's not even left-handed. He's not left-handed, and he dominated the sport. Yeah. He he does everything else right-handed. He drinks coffee. He's right-handed. He writes right-handed. He golf's right-handed. He, he, he golf's does everything right-handed. right-handed. He does everything right-handed, except tennis. He does tennis lefty. And I'm like, what? I'm going to tweet out one of these days soon the clip somewhere <laughs> during Wimbledon, the clip of you finding out that Rafa's left-handed and right-handed. That's, that's not archives, right? You, you saved that one, right? That's I have that. Yeah, I have that. That was, that was like, what? What? <laughs> okay. Now let's move uh, on. Let's uh, run through what uh, matches we have today, Sunday, because yes. yes, it is, we have, I think, today uh, for both of yeah, us now. Exactly. So, um, like we said, um, one of the British people, it is, I think, I believe Heather Watson. This is, uh, who is it? Jewel Niemeyer. Jewel Niemeyer. Who is Jewel Niemeyer? What is, what is she? Jewel Niemeyer beat Annette Contevit, who is the number two seed. Annette, oh, yeah. And yes, yes. Yes, and she's German, so Jewel Niemeyer is German. So you think the, the um, who do you think it is? I, I actually don't know any of the, about these people. What do you I think, think we'll that if Heather doesn't get overcome with nerves for being on center court, in the second week of Wimbledon, then mm-hmm. I think that she'll she'll win that one. You know what? Yeah, like like someone said in the media, I believe it was um, Yahoo Sports after Wednesday's exit for for Andy Murray and Emma Raducanu, home hopefuls Katie Bluter and Heather Watson and Liam Brody did business in impressive fashion to reach the last thirty-two stage. Unfortunately, Katie uh, Boitler and Bolter. Bolter and Liam Brody are also got bounced, so it's just Heather by herself. I honestly and think, uh, Cameron Nori. I don't know Norrie. why Cameron Nori was not listed in that list because yeah, he's the number one ranked British man. Yeah. So. so I, you know what, you know what, I'm gonna go with Tom Cookin. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Heather Watson. I'm go with Tom Cookin and Heather Watson. And now I did. I think this is the match of the day, right? This is the match of the day, probably the match of this round. It is Ital- Italy's own Yannick Sinner versus the Spain's, basically Spain's next guy. If you if you want to call him that, he's definitely the the best up and coming player from Spain since. Yes, I'd argue since Nadal hit the scene. Yes, it is Carlos Alcaraz versus Yannick Sinner. Um, Carlos Alcaraz actually a favorite of LGR Zone. Corey Cameron, shout out to you, Corey. By the way, Corey won an award for his photography in the casual section. Shout out to you, Corey. Much love, you, dog. Corey. Yeah. So, uh, Adelia, who are you going with, Yannick Sinner or Carlos Alcaraz? Oh, this is a hard one. It is. I, yes, I it is. honestly do not know who's going to win this match. I can't make a prediction on this match. It's too close. They're both too good. Mm-hmm. But they're but they're both so young that they don't have a lot of history on grass. Mm-hmm. So I don't like I don't know that I've ever seen Yannick's I I've never seen Yannick Center play on grass. So I can't comment mm-hmm. on him. Alcaraz has looked pretty good, but he also played, I think, five sets in the first round. So I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who's winning this. So yeah, because like uh, their first Wimbledon appearances were last year. Yeah. Um, uh, Alcaraz got bounced in the second round, and Yannick got bounced in the first round. So this is the 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 farthest they've they gone have in Wimbledon. Both improved so much in the past year mm-hmm. that this is going to be a matchup that I think we'll be seeing in the latter stages of slams and other tournaments for a very for, long time. Yeah. Like Alcaraz 19, Yannick Sinner 20. And you know what, you know, 
Djokovic and Nadal are both 35, 37. This could be a 15-year rivalry. Yeah. A 15 to 20-year rivalry if, if, if they both stay fully healthy. But I don't think that's happening, so I must cap it at 15. You know what I mean? Probably, you know, one of them, like, retires at 35 and the other one retires at 36 or some some crazy. Uh, I'm going to go Carlos Alcaraz because, you know, Carlos Alcaraz, that five-round epic in the Australian Open against fellow countryman um, Matteo Berrettini. Berrettini's Italian. Yeah, yeah, fellow countryman of Yannick Center, yeah. Okay, well, you against, said against, we're talking about Alcaraz. It wouldn't be yeah Alcaraz against. My bad. I'm, 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 I'm going to say against against fellow countrymen of Yannick Sinner's Mario Berrettini. Where I think Alcaraz should have won that match. Just he messed Mario up. Mario again. <laughs> Mateo, I think I think Alcaraz should have won that match. I just think Alcaraz just kind of fumbled it. Like he was too young and he fumbled it. Alcaraz should have won that match. Yeah. Yeah. I, Alcaraz should, and I think you know. Alcaraz's previous match, uh, no, he it wasn't the five round match. It was it was uh, the third. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Alcaraz. Uh, it was it, he beat he beat um, Oscar Ott in straight sets, um, six uh, six three six one six two. I think Alcaraz wins in four sets. Yeah, I'm four saying sets. I think in the first yeah the first round Carlos Alcaraz beat uh, Jan Leonard Struff of Germany. Four six seven five four six seven six six four. Mm-hmm. That's a and he beat rough yeah. match for first round. Yeah, and then he beat a ranked some. A, I don't think the, I think the person he went five sets wasn't ranked, right? Was he not ranked? No, Jan Leonard stuff would not have been ranked. Then he beat um, Talon Greek Spore. That was a, a straight sets match, mm-hmm. and then of course straight sets over um, Oscar Ata. Um, yeah, Yannick Sinner in the first round. He won in four sets over Stan Favrinka, which was a very good win. Stan's a man. Favrinka's been a pretty good grass court player. And then he won again in the second round in four sets over Mikhail Emer. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. He swept Isner. Swept Isner. Yeah, but he uh, he beat uh, Emer in four sets. Uh, this is it's it's too close to call. Like it's really too close it, to it call. Really is. So I, I'm gonna go Alcaraz. I'm just gonna go Alcaraz. I'm gonna go Alcaraz today. Okay. Right. Then uh, after that we have Djokovic versus Tim Van Rijthoven. Jo- uh, Djokovic. Let's just move on. It's Djokovic, but I the one ironic thing about Tim Van Rijthoven that's gonna end tomorrow. It's definitely ending. Is that he um, has never lost a tour level match on grass. What? Yeah, he won the really? he won the tournament in Scherhotkenbosch uh, or however you say that in the Netherlands in the lead up to this, and he's never lost a tour level match on grass. He's been playing very well, Tim Van Rijthoven. There's no way he's beating Djokovic. Wait, really? He's never lost on grass? Not on grass, at tour level. He's lost in the challengers, but he's never lost at tour level on grass. Interesting. You know what? Put 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 uh put Djokovic on upset alert then. Put on upset alert. Okay. All right. We're not now. Let's go to court one. Uh, it is Nori versus Paul. Uh, well, first no, it's, it's Tatiana Mar- Maria versus Marie- Yelena Ostapenko. Yes. Is it? We said Maria. Should, it's Tatiana Maria. Her last name Tat- is Maria. Oh, that's Versus Yelena Ostapenko. 
Yelena Ostapenko. Wait, hold up, Tom. I know Yelena Ostapenko. Wasn't she? Yelena Ostapenko won the French Open a few years ago. Yeah, that's where I knew that name from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you think Ostapenko you, you, should win that? Is she uh, easy? I don't know about easy. Tatiana Marie is a veteran. She's been around for a while. Um, but Ostapenko should win that. Yeah, it should be, it should be Ostapenko. I believe it should be Ostapenko Watson. I think that should be it. Yeah. So Nori, Paul, Adelia, who you got? Cameron Nori. Cameron I think Nori, Tommy what? Paul is very good. I think that he um, has played a very good tournament. I think Cameron Nori, uh, the Cameron Nori has been a top 10 player. He's won big tournaments before. He's never made it this far at Wimbledon. And so whether he can handle the pressure of being the guy that's left, I don't know. But um, I just have a feeling about Cameron Nori in that match. I could be wrong. But what I like about I like about the 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 the, the final Americans, they're all the same height. They're all six foot two. Um, they're not one of except Taylor Fritz. He's one of the big the big uh, the big serve big swing guys. He's um, he's but he's not as big as Riley Opelka, that overrated slob of a man. Trash, he looks like a caveman man with the yeah, long hair and the beard. That dude is that dude irritates me. Yeah, so like. I think Cameron Norrie's gonna. I'm going home cooking as well. You know, I'm. You know, I am. I'm, I'm the American. I'm trying to. You know, I'm trying to be very, you know, very nationalistic. But I can't be in this case because I'm. I'm going with the with, the, with Nori. Going with Nori. So Delia, okay. we have uh, last one. Elise, we got um, Elise Martins versus Ange Jabeur. I'm gonna go with Ange Jabeur. Go Ange Jabeur. I already said I, earlier in the show that Anshabur is my favorite to win the tournament now that Igor Fiontek mm-hmm. is lost. So yeah, yeah. See, I'm gonna go with Jabur as well. She's the third ranked player in the world. Um, you know, like one, two uh, are not there. Well, I don't think I don't think two was even there. Who's two? Annette Kontovich. She lost to. Um... Wait, I thought, wow, damn! Sabalenka dropped that far. Sabalenka's not playing because she's Belarusian. We didn't even touch on that. Oh, wait, wait. Time out. But, like, she's still, like, the second-ranked player in the world, though, right? No, Sabalenka's, like, seventh or something right yeah, now. So, yeah, she, wasn't, she, wasn't she two in Australia? She was two in Australia, yeah. yeah. So she but fell she from two. Ba- she hasn't backed up her points, and Annette Contevit had very few points in the front half of the season to defend mm. the way that, that Sabalenka did. Annette Contevit lost in the first round at Roland Garros and ended up the number two player in the world. That's how weird all that was. That was weird. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we we should have talked about the, the the stupidity that is the the Wimbledon, basically banning the Russian players for something Russian they had nothing to do. Yeah, yeah. They had like nothing to do with like, like, like what do they what do they want them to do to publicly address them like not like like they still have fa- like you know you know who did it. Andre Rublev, why don't you let him play? He has made it very clear he's not, he doesn't support the, the war. Why are you not allowing him to play? One of the only Please. Russian players to come out and say he's not for the war. But you want to ban everyone because you want them to fully say it. Like, you, you have no idea what these people have to go through because they still have family in Russia. All right? So you need to chill out. Like, like don't punish them for the government. You know what I mean? The... um. The All England Club uh, chairman, president, whatever he is, um, he 
he came out before the tournament and said that this was more about not allowing Putin and Russia to take the Russian players' successes and turn them into a propaganda machine. What does he think? What does he think? We're idiots? Like, what is that? Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, he, like, that person thinks we're idiots. Like, of course, we're not going to fall for that shit. You know what I mean? Like, what? Um, How How stupid could somebody be? The, uh, it's, yeah. I feel for all of the Russian and Belarusian players that were not allowed to play. I also, um, here, here's the article. I'll get the exact quote. Um, he, uh, his name is Ian Hewitt. He's the chairman of the All England Club. And he said um, that the All England Club made a stand that was, quote, beyond the interests of tennis alone. Uh, it was very important to us that Wimbledon, given the profile that we have, should not be used in any way by the propaganda machine, which we know the Russian government employs in relation to its own people. We were left with no viable alternative other than to decline entries. We hugely regret the impact on the individual players affected, but we also hugely regret the impact on so many innocent people, which the tragic situation in Ukraine has caused. That's wild. That was his quote. That's wild, bro. Um, um, the, among the top players that are not there, obviously, uh, Rublev, like you talked about, Daniel Medvedev, the number one player in the world. Um, Arena Sabalenka is the world number six and world number 13 on the women's side is Daria Kazakina, a Russian who has done well before. So I hate that this happened, but I hate that the situation in Ukraine is happening more. Mm -hmm. You know what? You know someone. You know. You know. You know what I hate. Caroline Garcia beating Emma Emma That's what I hate. You know. what I mean, I despise that. But yeah. Caroline Garcia did move on, and she's now facing Marie Buskov. Buskov, Kova. Uh, Buskova. 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 Come on, Come on. Come on, Let me. Let me. Let me fight I through know. this. Marie Buskova. Uh, Buskova. Yeah, Buskova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was right. I does Caroline Garcia keep it rolling, Adelia, or does uh, Maria Buskova snatch her dream? Caroline Garcia has probably played better so far um, this tournament. Uh, mm -hmm. Maria Buskova beat uh, Danielle Collins in the first round, who is of course the uh, Australian Open finalist. Um, she then beat another American in Anne Lee, um, and then another American in Alice Ginris. Amritaj. I hate so, this one. Jesus Christ. Um, I I kind of feel like you gotta go for for Caroline Garcia here. Um, yeah, she kept beating the Americans. She kept beating the Americans. She's beaten all of them except for Danielle Collins in straight sets, I believe. Yeah, she I think beat, she beat uh, Allison in straight sets too. Yeah, she beat Ann Lee six z bangled her. Yeah. Six zero six three, and then. The American whose name I cannot pronounce. Alison Alison. Risk Armitrage. I can't say Armitrage very well sometimes. A lot of a lot of these Armitrage. American a lot of these American people are like like you know what I mean? Like are like immigrants and I love it. Like it's well, Allison is not. Allison married um the son of a former Indian player. Oh. Yeah. Okay, cool. 
That's cool. Cool for yeah. it. No, but like, but like, there's like, they're so American. Like, like the Americans on like on like on tours. Like, uh, like when you look up, like, oh yeah, like the Russian players. You know, they all like, they're all like, oh yeah, yeah, the Russian players. But like all the American players, you're like, there's a white person, a black person, an Asian person, uh, an ambiguous person, and you're like, this is America right here. This is America, and I love it. Like, I love it. I love it. You know what I mean? Like, I generally love it. Like, I love that we have Ann Lee representing us. You know what I mean? Like, I love it. Like, you know. You know, be like, oh, here are all the Chinese uh, people. Like, oh, here are all the Chinese uh, um, players. Here are all the the French players. Here are all the Australian players. Like, here are all the Americans. Look at them; they are the rainbow. And I and I, and I like I generally love it. I generally really love how we are generally represented on the world stage because, like, at the end of the day, yes, Ann Lee is American. Uh, Francis uh, Tifo is American. Like, they are Americans, and I'm proud to be. I'm proud of them. I know she lost in straight sets, but I'm proud of you, Ann. I'm proud of you. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go. Jennifer I'm gonna go. Francis TFO. Yeah. I'm, well, it's, speaking of TFO, speaking of that brother, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with TFO. I'm gonna go with TFO. Actually, I think he's. I think he's gonna win. I'm. I'm with you on that. I think Francis can do it. Big yeah. foe. Yeah, big foe. Uh, but he's only like six foot two, so. Cool, man. That's his nickname, Big Foe. Big, oh, nice. That's a great name. It's a great name. And here's the thing too, like, you know, he he like he's fought for every victory except the first round. He beat the guy in straight sets, six four, six four, six four. But the other two, he had to fight on the last set against the German, who I think is uh, Martin uh, Maximilian Mart- Martyr. Martyrer. Uh, damn, what I had to eat the RR on there. But then, like, but then, like against um against Alexander uh, Bulik. Um, uh, he had to he had to take him to two uh, tie breaks in sets two and three. Um, he lost to Bulik in the first set, but then the next two sets he fought Bulik and then he beat Bulik six four. And I think I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with TFO. I'm gonna go Francis TFO will be moving on, and he will unfortunately face Cameron Nori, and then I will readjust if I should be a annoying American or should I put on my tennis hat. Uh, and pick the right person. We'll see. We shall see. Yeah. I'm, I'm being honest with the people. I'm very, I'm, I'm very biased to the, towards the Americans. It's just, it's just, I know you are. It's great. Yeah. Um, I want to also, before we wrap up, just give a shout out to Rafa and his wife Maria, who are expecting their first child. It was revealed, um, which is very exciting. Um, he's the last of the the big three to have kids. Like Novak's had kids. He's got. His, I think his daughter's got to be four or five now, and his son's a couple of years older than that. Fed's got two sets of twins. <laughs> that's that's still the weird. Like we want to find that out. I was like, so excuse me. Um, so so Rafa, he was the last one to get married, and now he's he's gonna gonna be a dad, which I think is really cool. He there was a moment in the uh, match he had today against Lorenzo Sonego where. Um, Senego did something that Rafa didn't like, and Rafa called him to the net and basically just calmly told Ch- him why he didn't like it. Chastised him again. Chastised him. And yeah. as soon as it was over, he was like, I shouldn't have done that. I'm going to go talk to him now. I was like, You're this you're a dad already. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't you ever do that again? That's not okay. Jeremy, stop it. You stop it right now. Uh, that's 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 basically what he did. He regrets doing that, but yeah, yeah. that was something. Yeah, you know what I like so. about Adelia, you know what I like about looking up some of these players, right? 
it's like they also have their doubles ranking and it's like the funniest thing in the world where it's like rafa world's single four number like fourth ranked singles player in the world doubles 1000 uh, 1089 you're like whoa damn whoa. Whoa. he's a whoa. very good doubles player he just doesn't play it that often you he's won an olympic gold medal in doubles he should play doubles you know be like yo at least i'm gonna do something Andy murray couldn't do win a doubles title Yo, okay, won an Olympic gold medal in you want, let me let me wrap it up. Like, so someone asked Venus Williams and Andy Murray's brother Jamie, are you guys gonna do what's your um like are you guys like like um Serena and, and, and Andy are just here for the experience? Or are you guys trying to win win this? And then and then Serena was like, Venus was like, what type of stupid ass question is that? Yeah, what? Let and then she was like thing. and she was like this, she's like, Are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna half-ass your 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 uh your your article or are you gonna be good at it. And, and then the guy yeah. was like, I'm going to do what I always do. There's your answer then, bro. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Serena and, and Andy played doubles, mixed doubles together in Wimbledon a few years ago. And they were just like, we're just enjoying the experience. We're just here for a good time. Yeah. Venus <laughs> and Jamie, slightly different attitude. You know, we're trying to win. We want yeah. to win. And I think I think Venus is going to transition because I, I think she you know, added a couple of doubles titles under the belt. That'd be pretty nice of her. Good for her. That'd be nice. For Venus, her and Serena won a whole bunch of doubles grand slams together. Really? Oh, they got damn. Yeah, of course they did. <laughs> they did. It used to be like they just entered the, the grand slam doubles and not had played doubles in months and win the grand slam. <laughs> right, let me look. Okay, I gotta. I gotta look this up off offline. All right. Well, on that note, guys. Uh, again, Ferris, learning, learning. I'm not an expert. I never said I was, but I'm learning. Ah, yes, on that note, everyone, I am Ferris Plana. Um, that is Adelia. Uh, again, this is for the audio feature at the audio audio field people. Uh, if you guys want the the the, uh, the video version where me and Adelia are just making random, we're just, we're just being random on video. Um, but the, the audio people uh, will only get our beautiful voices. If you want the video version, please join our Patreon at patreon.com. network. We've revamped the Patreon. It's more robust. It's more, it's, it's, I think it's better now. It's actually, I think, I yeah, think it's pretty better. better. Um, $5 patrons. Get the video version as well as other benefits uh, that are pretty cool. Um, you know, on that note, um, hope you guys join the Patreon to get more access. But if you guys don't, we really appreciate you guys just listening, liking, commenting, rating, and review us. You know, we're very we're very honest on the shows. Like, I'm not that big of an expert in tennis. I'm I'm learning. Like, I am I am the Padawan, and she is my Jedi Master. That's who Adelia is. She'll always she she can say, oh, first, you know, I don't know that. Like, she knows a lot. You know what I mean? Like, because sports is for everyone. You know what I mean? Like, tennis, football, basketball, you name it, it's for everybody. And I love talking to Adelia about sports because I have actually learned more talking to Adelia about sports than I do from other people because, you know, she answers questions. She doesn't, she's not an asshole about it. She, like, answers the question. And I really appreciate you, Adelia. Thank Final thoughts, Adelia? Final thoughts, Adelia? Um, looking forward to the rest of Wimbledon. Hopefully, we'll be back before the finals. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully. Absolutely. Yep. On that note, everyone, have a nice day. Stay safe. And see you guys next time.